the blood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, The Grace of God in a Body. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. It's not acquired by bargaining. It's a gift. It's not secured by negotiation. It's a gift. I feel sad for the person to say, listen, I am not, and I thought about this Pharisee that was praying the other day. He said, well, Lord, I thank you that I'm not like, and he called a few people's names. Listen, you not smoke, okay, so you didn't smoke no dope. Huh? You wasn't a skis ball. You didn't lay around with everybody in the city. You think you escaped because you didn't do that? Let me ask you another question. Did you ever think about doing it? <gasps> or nothing. <laughs> Didn't did, did Jesus tell his disciples the other day, listen, if you look on a woman, if you look on a woman, just look at her and say, I wish I had her. You committed adultery. <laughs> we're, we're nothing. We were born in sin. We were shaping in iniquity. Now I thank God for good families because a lot of them, what I call good families, I mean, you know, you, you, so you, your daughter didn't get pregnant. Your son ain't no homo. But it's a house full of sinners. Ain't no escaping this. And because you didn't do what someone else did, doesn't make you no better. Oh, hallelujah. I'm trying to get us to see that whether you are born with a silver spoon, a wooden spoon, a gold spoon, a no spoon, you still need a savior. And it's not but one man cut out for that job. And that is Jesus only. And unless you come to him and accept him at face value for who he says that he is, you cannot be saved. You know, when Kobe Bryant perished in that helicopter accident almost a year ago, I think it was, one of the first things that came to my mind was whether or not Kobe was saved. 
You see, you have to be careful in this world because the world shows us what they want us to see. So what we have to understand is that God gives man time on earth to make a decision about his son. You say, well, prove that, Pastor. Gladly. Gladly. Let me ask you a question. Has God been good to you? Yeah. Well, the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance. He makes his son to shine on the good and the just. As well as the ungood. Why does he do that? And why does God extend a sinner's life? For that sinner to hear that gospel and come to Jesus. So he can live with God eternally. That's the only reason that God is having mercy on sinners. You may say, well, I, you know, well, uh, you know I, I gave my neighbor a turkey. I, I, I washed the car. I, I cut my neighbor's grass. I, they went on vacation to Panama and I cut the lights out. What that got to do with anything? You must be. You've got to be. You better make very sure that you are born again. Not a corruptible seed. That's all our daddy could do was impregnate our mama with another sinner. I know it's hard, but it ain't my word. That's why I have security, in case somebody get excited. <laughs> it's not my word. You Listen, it, let me put it like this, because some people need a wake-up call. Your mama wasn't no good. Your daddy wasn't no good. Your grandmama's mama, she wasn't no good. So wait a minute, Pastor. Now you wait a minute. See, what we've done, we've cleaned up the Bible's language to the point you don't even know it's the Bible. Let me give a case in point. John Baptist, when them folk came out there to get baptized, you know what John said? Your mama ain't no good. You ain't no good. Ain't none of y'all in the family no good. How did he say that? He said, y'all a bunch of, a generation of vipers. What's a generation of vipers? A family full of snakes. See, we didn't clean this thing up. To, I'm so offended. I'm not going back to that shit talking about my mama. They talked about her in high school and you didn't quit. Can, can I get some help? <laughs> you, you, okay, let, let me put it to you like this. See, because some of y'all tripping. Back in the day. How many of y'all know what the dozen is? You know what the dozen is, right? So they cleaned it up like Cedric Entertainment. They kind of cleaned it up, but it's still a dozen. You say, well, I wasn't raised in the hood. That's why you don't know what I'm talking about. They were rough back there in the day. Jesus did not clean no language up. He said it like it was. And people need to quit getting so offended at church because the Lord is saying it like it is. You know, see, you wouldn't get mad if it wasn't the truth to you. So it's unsettling when people tell people the truth. And the Lord told us, say, speak the truth in love. So when we think about God's unspeakable gift, it, it, it even gets more powerful than that. Let me give you an example. What did Jesus say? He said, I'm the truth. What? He 
real man is standing right here about six feet tall and about 200 pounds. We know that because of the aloe and instead of they brought after he died. So we basically got that, six foot tall, real buff, 12 pack, going up and down mountains, healing the sick, raising up the dead, casting out demons. Then those folk that thought they had an edge on him, you know what he told them one day? You ain't got no power over me. Unless my father give you power over me, you little bit of thing, get over there and sit down. And he said, oh yeah, by the way, while I'm talking to you, let me tell you this. Ain't nobody taking my life. I'm laying it down. I love Fred to the point that I'm willing to die for him I'm going to surrender myself to my father and he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. I'm going to hell for Fred and get the keys. But on the third day, I'll be back. Because I ain't going to let him go. Oh, have mercy, Lord. I'm not going to let him go. Once saved, always saved. You accept Jesus, no matter what you're going through, your ticket already points for glory land. <laughs> your, ticket, your ticket already points for glory land. You didn't save yourself. So, so we need to understand it's the mercy and grace of God. Is anybody getting this? So, so how, th thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. And, and not a, now there's some of you in here that are mothers. And you know when you, your child was small, you changed some diapers. It wasn't the, the best smelling thing that you could have been involved in. But people are messy. Sheep are messy. You know that. But the Lord stepped down in the middle of all that stuff. He said, I'll clean you up. And no matter how many times you mess up, I'll never forsake you. I'll never get rid of you. See, some people think, if I sin, I got to go back and get saved again. No, you don't. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness, that's what sin is. So I can treat my neighbor right and, 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 and do this and that. That won't cause me to be born again. I got to have a personal encounter with Jesus. And I had that personally over 40 some odd years ago when I went on to commit suicide. I don't ever get tired of talking about it because that's my testimony. What's yours? You got testimony? You ain't never told us. You just walk past us and look suspiciously suspicious. Are you with us or are you against us? He came into his own. His own didn't receive him. But as many as did, like us, he gave the power to become. So, okay, I fall down. The Lord picked me back up. Dust me off. Put me back on the road. He forgives me. See, sometimes you can be dealing with people they won't ever forgive you. I've seen a lot of it on TV. 
yeah, they killed my daddy. They killed my mama. They, 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 they raped my child and burned her body up in the building. I never forgive them. Baby, what? Yeah. I know it may be difficult, but we have an instruction manual. We got an instruction manual. And if we don't forgive people their trespasses, God won't forgive us ours. I could sit here for 40 more days and I could never tell you, you know, the, the agony and pain I went through when my granddaddy killed my daddy. Maybe I can help somebody out right here. Some of this stuff is above your pay grade. Leave it alone. Don't spend the rest of your life trying to figure out why it is. And then, then there's some more folks figuring out why did my daddy leave my mama? And why did my mama leave my daddy? And why? Listen. That's above your pay grade. But Jesus is our hiding place. We can go to him and we can cast the whole of our cares upon him. And he will understand and say, I forgive you. Or I understand because I became a man. See, that's why God became a man in the person of Jesus. So that he can understand us. That's unspeakable. And it's also full of glory. And man, don't, there's nothing in this world that builds my confidence in the Lord than to know if I mess up, I fess up. Somebody may not want to forgive me. That's on them. That's on them. I'm through with it. And see, that's another thing being a Christian. You confess your faults. You confess your sins. God forgive your sins. Now you got to walk around like you haven't done anything. That's right. Walk around, baby. Walk around. So what you supposed to do? Come clean the church up for 30 days? Some kind of penance? You ask God to forgive you and you, you move on. You repent and you move on. All right, now let me, let, me, let me do this. So the law came to condemn every one of us. That's what the law did. The law is administration of condemnation. So how did God assess the depth of the sins of man in order to meet the need? See, sin had to be dealt with. I don't, I, it does not matter. Sin has to be dealt with. Sin had to be paid for. Jesus was the only one that could pay the price. And this he did willingly. Romans 8 and 3. Romans 8 and 3. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Other people may not can stand you. That's all right. God loves you. You go on about your business. You go on and live your life, man. And, and you know what? You, you will run out of energy trying to please people. Romans chapter 8. Are you there? Let's target in a few more things and I'm through. Romans chapter 8 and verse 3. Look at this. For what the law. See the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. For what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. In other words the flesh was too weak to keep the law. That's what it's saying. <laughs> okay. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh 
and for sin. That's why he came. Condemn sin in the flesh. So when Jesus died on that cross, he took your place. He became your substitute. Because the law couldn't do it. Nobody, not even Moses, got saved under the law. Nobody. But it's the grace of God. Now let me explain that and a few more things I'm through. When you talk about the grace of God, you're talking about favor extended to somebody that deserved death. And the one who makes the rules is the one who decides who gets what. Like this, for instance. God says, I'm going to give Moses my law to give to Israel. And I know that none of them can keep it. So Moses put the veil over his face because the law would be a fading thing. It would fade all the way into Calvary. And it would be on that cross where Christ would become our substitute. It would be on that cross where God's extended grace and mercy would reach out through Jesus Christ. Because all that God is doing for us, he does it through Jesus Christ. That next breath, Jesus. The child's graduation. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> it's Jesus. So God says the only, the only way that I'm going to be able to rectify this wrong is to put my son on that cross up there and kill him for you. Watch this. That don't deserve it. But because of my love for you and my grace. See, when, God, when we talk about the grace of God, for by grace are you saved through faith, that means it's not anything you did except come to Jesus. Everything else had been prepared. Everything else had been made ready. It wasn't one law you could keep. And that's why my heart go out to these so-called Sabbath day keepers. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. First of all, you're a Gentile that's going to go and eat some chitlins today too. And some, and some gumbo. And you know Israel couldn't eat no shrimp. But right now you don't care about what this Bible said. <laughs> you don't care. It only matters when you want to argue with somebody. <laughs> I told y'all that one time I pulled up Pete Harris. That's when they was over on Malham Street. A guy gets out this car, and he's got a lot of these guys around him. Looked like they was protecting him. And so I pulled up, and I saw the scene, and I, I wondered, who is this guy? Is he some kind of movie star? Did he, you know, just get here from L.A.? I mean, who is he? And, and so I, I decided, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just wait just a minute. And so they went into Pete Harris. So I went in right behind. I wanted to see who this guy was. I mean, he had at least four or five people around him acting like bodyguards. So he was on the cell phone outside. So he went on in. So I went on in right behind them. I wanted to know who is this man that got out this little entourage. And so when we got in there, somebody said to him, uh, are you going to place an order? What, what would you like to eat? The guy said, do they have any shrimp? I went on and got a table. I said, <laughs> "The 
still got it in the swim. It's a lot of people in this world have made themselves bigger than God. But at the end of the day, they got to face the creator. In what penetrating and powerful and destructive words towards somebody, if they got these words from the Lord, depart from me. I never knew you. I went to church. The devil does too. Going to church won't save you. No more than sitting in your driveway going to make you a Volkswagen. God gave his unspeakable gift and people are arguing about and they're twisting the scripture and they're telling people what they should not be telling. For instance, you can be saved and lost. Show me that in the Bible. Show me that. Well, I think, I don't give a flip what you think. What's written? Because when Jesus faced his temptation in the wilderness, you know what it all came down to? It's written. Man should not live by bread alone. If, if we get back to what's written, then maybe we can get some of this stuff straightened up. Or all of it. So when we talk about saved by grace, that means there's nothing that you or I could do to persuade God to save us without the sacrifice of his son. And if his son had not made that sacrifice, nobody ever could ever be saved. And now we're going to walk all over the grace of God. Okay, now who's going to save you then? Who's going to save you? And see, this is why none of us should be walking around with pride. Because God only saves sinners. Hello? So if, 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 if you're not willing to uh, admit that you're a sinner, you cannot be saved. Cannot be. And see, this kind of talk right here, in a crooked world like this, this world is messed up. But God allows people to live irrespective or irregardless of what they have done so that he can get the gospel to them. Do you want to be saved? Sirs, what must I do? Wasn't that what the Philippian jailer's question was? What must I do to be saved? That answer must be answered by every individual on this planet. And, and, and may I tell you something else? That's the only real decision. All these other decisions, they don't, that doesn't matter. You say, well, I, I want to wear that dress to church today, but, but it ain't iron. Well, that's your fault. Here's the point. Here's the point. The only basic decision that affects eternity is what you do with God's son. If you reject him, you go into the lake of fire. If you accept him, you're seated now in heavenly places with him. Why would not somebody accept Jesus? And today is the day of salvation. And now is the acceptable time. This is an unspeakable gift. It cannot be bartered for. It cannot be paid for. It's freely given to those that accept God's son Jesus. So what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his only son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That's why, that's, that's why 
when we sin, those of us that are born again, we don't feel good about it. That is your, that is your new nature chastising your old nature because uh, sin was yielded to. Sin can't take over anybody's life unless they open the door and let it in there. Y'all remember Geraldine? Don't you? Okay, go ahead and ask him. Do you know who Geraldine is? Flip Wilson. What was Flip's main line? The devil made me do it. Do you know Satan cannot make a child of God do nothing? He has no power over you. Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the ability of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. So we ought to thank God for his unspeakable gift. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. Let's not lose the Lord in dealing with this turkey. Today's message, The Grace of God in a Body, FC2995, FC2995 is available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man. 
and boy and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. But now I see.